Welcome back, everybody, to the Damn Your Tall Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Felicia, aka VVJ up in this bitch, along with Graham, aka Sarita Lot in this house, the other co host. <sighs> you love it. I mean, I guess I'm required by podcast law to love at this point. Yes, we've been doing this for like three years now <laughs> since the Panini. But yes, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. How you doing? How's it going? Yeah, how is it going? Yeah, I was kind of talking to you too. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking to the listeners. Oh, um, yes, them too. It's going pretty well. Uh, we were in the pool yesterday, which was nice. Swimming around. Um, had some Kaplingers, which is a local um, seafood, I guess just yeah, call it seafood, seafood place. Uh, we get mostly fried fish there if they have other stuff. Uh, which is kind of funny that we're in Indianapolis with a uh, dedicated seafood place, but that's what you get with the world economy. And uh, I had a lot of fun in the pool. It's not too big, but it's nice to get in there, and the, especially because when the water's like it is now, where it's cool, but it's not cold, and it's hot outside. Yeah, it's nice. And then Boyan was out wandering around the backyard, sniffing around, finding all sorts of weird places to sit, like under chairs, under trees, in front of the gate that leads out, all over the place. Yeah, so yesterday, I don't know if we talked about it a little bit in last week's podcast. If you haven't listened to the last three, go ahead and check those out because I talk about my whole trip to Africa, so go ahead and check those out. But yesterday, we had a garage sale, and I haven't done a garage sale since, like, high school, like, the end of high school, like, going into college to make, like, a little bit of extra money, you know, stuff you don't want. And, boiler alert, I am job searching. (laughs) looking for um possibly a new coaching job just because you know I want to start uh getting my resume up and everything and also being paid what I think I should be paid <laughs> and also benefits because you know I live in America and I need like health insurance <laughs> so I mean it's great that Graham has it but you know if he ever gets out of the job we're totally screwed because then I won't have any health insurance so yeah I'm looking for possibly a new job and that's the job market because my contract is like seven months with the school so yeah that, that's the economy we live in and it's been very interesting I've already had like two interviews I was supposed to have like three in a day but one got rescheduled because I got double booked the second one was basically I didn't read it all the way because I was it was late at night and I was just applying to like literally every throws coaching job full-time and uh it was a part-time job and I was like oh and the other one was on Friday and that was actually kind of a talk-through interview where they you know try to get to know you and all that stuff so um then there's like a whole second part to that one but I'm like you know testing the waters a little bit trying to you know see if they want to keep me at the school that I'm currently at so that's that's how the way the way this works like if you're not paying me enough I'll find somebody that will and you can match it that's what they do in the NBA and that's what uh, athletes do all the time. If like a shoe brand, like, ah, we're not going to pay you this much. Like, but you have to stay here or something. No, that's not how this works. We can go out and be a free agent, test the waters, do everything. And if somebody's willing to pay what I'm worth, hey, that's that's great. At least that's what I'm thinking. Everybody I've talked to is like, you're getting ripped off. So, yeah, yes, very much so. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to. Uh, you know, get my worth. And I think I'm worth, you know, I think I, I am a good coach. So, um, it's been pretty, 
interesting seeing us all these coaching jobs come up so that's it's fun job searching i guess but i don't know if i would ever call job searching fun but if you're enjoying it good i mean it's finally starting to see like people actually because all the championships are over so track season is done so now there's gonna be a whole bunch of influx of like d1 jobs i think because every summer there's like a huge shift in coaching jobs so um listen to my coach uh Larry, he's he's been through this all before, so he's helping me with it because, you know, he wants to see me get paid and he wants me to, you know, the next generation of coaches because that's kind of what my generation, I guess, is like of coaches because, you know, just like the, uh, what is it called? The uh, people that work the meets, the helpers that are like 75 plus that they need a new generation. I said I should be one of those, but nobody wants to do it for the simple fact that it is a long ass day on a weekend and they don't pay them a lot. So it's like you get retired people that need something to do. And like a lot of them, I feel like, like authority, some of them are nice. Like a lot of the ones I interact with are nice, but I think the ones like at USATF, sometimes they kind of think that they're bigger than they are, I guess. I don't know. A lot of them try to take it too serious. I'm like, Oh, chill, like relax. But I kind of got off topic, but yes. Yeah, so I'm doing that. And, the point of this whole thing was like a yard sale. It was fun. I sold a lot of stuff because we may be moving. Possibly. We don't know yet. I might be able to stay here, but I was like, I'm getting tired of moving this stuff back and forth. Like stuff I've worn in college that I don't wear anymore. And I was like, I need to get rid of it. And I was like, I don't want it. So I made like 114 bucks yesterday. So that was pretty dope. Yeah. And you still had a whole bunch of stuff that's going to go over to Plato's Closet, right? Yeah. A little consignment shop. I don't know if anybody knows what Plato's Closet is, but you can just sell like gently used clothes and like, I think new clothes. They probably want more gently used, barely worn stuff. Like, oh, I wore these jeans like twice and I don't want them. And they'll, I mean, of course you're not going to get your money back for them, but I mean, it's something I, I don't want. It. It's going to be Gen Con money. So that's basically what I'm gonna save all this for extra gen con money yay yay no we've already got all of our gen con events signed up for we've got an event each day um let's see here uh well i i couldn't get a never going home slot but that's okay uh they had let's see we're doing BattleTech and Shadowrun, and what else are we doing i think i thought that was it BattleTech and Shadowrun. are we doing the avatar one no, we didn't do an Avatar one. All right, now I gotta look it up. All right, while he's looking it up, I'll explain because we saw a lot of interesting people at the um, garage sale. So, of course, it started at like eight o'clock. So I got up at like six on a Saturday when I could have slept in, but it it was worth it because I made like a hundred fourteen bucks. So it's just basically a time thing. And we set up. It was my Anna and Corinne, Simone, so my little cousin Simone, and. She was selling like little waters and everything, and she had a whole bunch of her stuff. So we all set up. By the time it was like eight o'clock, it wasn't a whole whole bunch of people. Like it comes in waves, so you could be sitting for like twenty minutes, and then like a wave of people will come in and check it out. But I had like Anna had a lot of dresses. Corinne and Simone had a lot of like all her old kids' clothes because uh, she's like thirteen now, and I think that stuff from when she was like ten, eleven, stuff like that. Because she's grown since then. So they had, like, a lot of, like, girls' clothes, women's clothes, and then Uncle Damien gave some stuff. And then my table was, like, a mixture of just... I think it was more, like, a unisex thing, because I had, like, graphic tees. Uh, I had some women's Nike stuff that Mom and Whitney didn't want, and then I had um, 
a pair of shoes that I've never worn. They were like straight all white. And I was like, I'm never going to wear these. Um, and I had some old dress shirts that I'd never going to wear again. And some old jeans that I'm never going to wear again. So yeah, I had, uh, also like some like winter stuff, I guess, like some quarter fleas, like quarter, whatever the half quarter zip things. And I had those, but I sold a lot of t-shirts and I sold them for like three bucks a piece. I think that was like a reasonable price. And people were buying them and I was like, Hey, I'll take that. It's great. And I also, I was trying to get rid of this camera cause I upgraded my, um, camera. I have a G seven X now that I used to like do, uh, all my vlogs and stuff. And it was just like an old, I think it was Sony camera. And then I had an old GoPro session. The one that's just like the little black square. Cause I upgraded to DJI hashtag not sponsored for any of this. So I sold those for like five bucks a piece. So I might, this lady brought both of them and I told her, I was like, all you need is like the little, uh, micro SD card and everything is charged up. And that's basically all she needs. is like an SD card slot. Um, and she was like, all right, here's 10 bucks. But there was like people that came with like $20 bills. Like I understand like 20 is like probably the most common bill, right? When you say Graham. Okay. So fine. But when you're buying $2 worth of stuff and we're supposed to give you $18 back, like I took out like 60 bucks in like ones and I'd had like 20 bucks in fives or something like that. I had a, I broke 120 at the beginning because this guy had like a shit ton of change. And I was like, here, just take the three like fives or whatever. But there was also people with freaking 50s. I'm like, what? That's not how you go to a garage sales. You get like 20 bucks and ones. Yeah, go that, get changed somewhere. Yeah, I don't know why people were doing that. I don't, maybe they ran into the same problem you did where when they went to a place to try and get singles, like, you have to have an account here to do a basic service of a bank. All right, little side note. It took me like three banks to go get cash, like, because we were with USAA and they don't have like a physical branch, but you can go to like ATMs and they'll reimburse you for using because there's sometimes a fee, but like PNC doesn't give us a fee. I think they have like a thing with um, whatchamacallit, uh, USAA. And I went there, took cash out from the PNC and I went in, I was like, oh, I could cha- exchange it. It's a bank. They have plenty of notes. That's what a bank does is basically exchange money, drop off, whatever. And they're like, oh, you have to have an account here. I was like, really? They're like, you can't just do it right here. Like you have to, you can't just exchange the money. It would be the same. It'd just be in a 20 or something like that. Or I would just be getting ones, but I was like, whatever. Went to another bank. They told me the same thing. And then I went to like a third bank and they're like, yeah, we can do that here. I was like, what? <laughs> why, why was this such a struggle? It took me to like three banks to get changed, but that was whatever. What were you going to say, Graham? No, I was just going to say it was kind of ridiculous, but you know, banks are ridiculous anyways. So yeah, but people with fifties don't know, like go get some fives and some ones. Like that doesn't make any sense. And there was like, Five to six people, they said. I only saw two, but they said no. There was, like, at least four more people <laughs> that had, like, 50s on them. And there was one guy that's like, hey, do you guys have any, like, graphic tees? And I was like, you know the ones that you guys wore when you are in college? And I'm looking. I'm like, only, like, two of us went to college. And Simone's 13. And Ann Ann's, like, 75. So, no. <laughs> I was like there's some t-shirts over here. So he brought like $18 worth of my stuff. And then he brought like a backpack from Corinne. That's like a Michael Kors backpack. So he owed like 43 bucks. And he said, Oh, do you guys take cash app or Venmo? Now, mind you, we both have it. 
But we're like, I told him, I was like, we take cash cash. He's like, oh, you guys don't take that. I was like, we can hold it for you and you can come back. So we didn't think he was going to come back. It was about maybe like a little bit under an hour, like 45 minutes later, I guess he's like, I got a shop down, down the way so I can go get changed. And he came back with 40 bucks. He's like, will you take 40? I was like, here, I was like, here, you can have one of the shirts for free. Just take it. <laughs> so yeah. So I probably would have made an extra $3. I mean, those three dollars might be the the difference between getting one pin or two. Oh my god! But anyway, so yeah, that we were uh, me and Karim were talking about like you know, there's like a fee associated with like doing that, right? So you'd have to charge like an extra five dollars, which you said was excessive, but that's also a deterrent from people not to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a difference between deterrent and covering your costs. Like, I can't, I can't imagine it's more than a dollar. Okay, so maybe not five dollars, but maybe that like was, three. That was my point, was like, <clears throat> yeah, you're allowed to kind of charge a punitive fee to encourage people to pay cash, but there's a difference between causing a punitive fee and just going outright ridiculous. That's all I was saying. I guess so, but I, I forgot how much the fee is with when they take it. Um, from like Venmo or from Venmo or like Cash App, I think it's like a few dollars. So I I feel like three would be reasonable. Five, okay, might have been whatever. But yeah, I was like, dude, just have cash with you. Like, I don't know why people. I don't know. It's weird. I'm like, if you go to a garage sale, at least take out maybe like twenty bucks in ones, or at least have some a five, a ten, and some ones. A yeah. good amount of money. I mean, it's gotten more complicated. They've gotten more complicated as people stopped carrying cash, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, but there's a lot of, these were, I mean, there were some younger people there, but you're going to a garage sale. You're going to mostly people's houses that are just trying to get rid of stuff, and it's, they're going to have cash. Like, that's, that's the one thing you need cash for is, and there was a lot of older people coming too, so they had cash. But I'm like, yo, uh, just have cash on you so you don't have to worry about it. So that was like the big thing, just different types of people and have fifties. Like, and also we don't know if it's counterfeit. I don't know these people. I don't know their life. They could have just like fake 50. And I was like, they don't even take that at like a gas station. They have to have somebody call in the back. Cause they want people to break shit, whatever. So yeah, it was interesting. But also after that, we had community day and it was Axew little green dinosaur thing with a bone i think it was in its nose no no they're they're tusks if you read oh they're professor, tusks. Oh, professor whatever. whatever's thing is the professor willow yeah sure professor whatever um their whole thing is about their tusks getting bigger and eventually at some point that they might break if they get too uh if they fight too hard or something or whatever basically they're elephants with sword tusks at least it's not a flamingo, which is a flamingo that's an amigo. Or a pair of jingling keys. Oh, God. Anyway, I can't wait so until we get jingling keys. They're already in the game. They are? Why yeah, don't I have they're any? like a regional exclusive. What region are they in? I think in France or something. All right, we're going to France. Oh, my God. Anyway. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I like cheese. Uh, okay. Anyway. Well, I mean, things French, the French fans for. Uh, dominating the continent for centuries. Cheese, Eiffel Tower, striped shirts, mimes, uh, riots, protests. Okay, all right. Respect for the worker. Okay, uh, all right. That you're getting. This is just a podcast. I was just talking about France. 
Okay, also after that, we had some family come over and my uncles helped set up my mom's fire sticks because they were very confusing. I'll just put it at that. If they're listening, they understand why. <laughs> but yeah, they came over because my mom and Whitney went to the church barbecue thing and they said it was a lot of people that didn't go to church, but they just came there, ate and left. I was like, see, that's why I felt guilty. But they told me, I was like, but you're a... Uh, a guest of your mom's like, yeah, but I don't go to church there. So I don't want them to be like, oh, she just coming here to eat. I was like, I didn't want them to think of that. I was like, so I just didn't go. But there was people like taking plates home before people even had a chance to eat. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what happens when people already start to, to get stuff. Because I think they ran out of drinks because kids were wasting them. Like they would have like the little can pops and they just waste all that. And I think they ran out of water. Yeah, that's the problem. Oh, yeah. It was in the church, so there was, like, a water fountain or something in there. But the pops, I was like, they need to either, like, hey, you better sure you drink. Because, I mean, it's a black church. They're like, hey, you better drink this pop before you go out and play. And Whitney had, like, a little kid come up and ask. He was like, I'm not hungry anymore. Can I go play? And Whitney's like, I I don't know who you are. <laughs> and my Uncle Damien said, you're an elder now. They respect you. <laughs> oh, and she was so unhappy about that. She's just like, why, 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 why? And I, I didn't want to say, I'm like, you're an adult at a church event. And also as a young kid, random kids will just randomly be like, oh, look, adults can provide approval for things. Hello, adult. Yeah, they're like, they're taller than me. They must have some sort of authority. And they probably are like, you're old. Can I go play on the swing set? Because I guess there was like the little swings and stuff, the little playground they went to play on. And I was like, I, you could have told them whatever. They listened to you. They probably like, sure, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> their their uh adult should have been watching their child so yeah it was a very fun and exciting little saturday and today as we were recording this on sunday as you were listening to this on a saturday we slept in because it's been a busy week especially for me i've had like three or four interviews i don't even know at this point well, that's part of job searching at a certain point you're just like oh, i did it well hopefully you're at a point where you've got a whole bunch of interviews but yeah yeah, so I got one on Monday. Hopefully that goes well. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I was really excited for the garage sale because I haven't done one in a while. And I think, like I said, I've done pretty well. I think that's the most I've made at a yard sale. I think just because I had a lot of different stuff that wasn't either, you know, gender. There was gender neutral clothing, except for like the women's Nike stuff. But I was like... Yeah, I mean, a man can wear this, too, if they want to. It, no one cares. It's clothing. You just be going out so you're not naked. So, like, the little quarter zip things, I was like, that's not necessarily for women. That's could be, it, it was, like, I guess a feminine color because it was, like, a, there was one that was, like, a pink, and I would never wear that. And Whitney and Mom are not pink women either, so <laughs> that's why it was there. But, yeah, i definitely do it again. So, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated on what I get at Plato's Closet. I, like if I get over a hundred bucks, I'll be happy. I'll be set. So that means I'll have made like two hundred and like fourteen bucks. So I'll take that. I did answer our earlier question about what we have scheduled. The oh first, yeah, go ahead. On Thursday, we're doing two things. We're doing the Shadowrun game at eight a.m., and then we're also going to the BIPOC uh, uh, mixer mixer later on. And then on Friday, we're going to do the BattleTech Grinder, which is where you. We're, we're only going to do it for two hours. You can see what we do all day and then wind up cruising around with, like, I don't know, an ultra heavy or something. And then we're also doing the Arkham Horror LCG 
on Saturday. We got the LCG, but for whatever reason, you didn't seem to really like it, so it's just because it's on the shelf. The what? The Arkmore LCG. That... Oh, oh, also, we haven't had a chance to like actually just play it. Like Arkham Horror, that's like a whole day itself game, because you can do that forever. I do miss playing Arkham Horror, but we need like a Saturday where we can just do it. Maybe this Saturday coming up. No, this is the LCG. This is the card one. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, also, I, I don't know. We've been playing Dominion a lot now. We might actually play it after this. So. <laughs> just because, I don't know, we're actually using cards that we haven't used before. We haven't played it in a while either, and we have like six expansion boxes for it so it, yeah we got a little ridiculous with it mm-hmm. so so oh, yeah, what's the hold on i haven't done this in a while <clears throat> 53 days until gen con i am so excited <laughs> four I days in gaming what i am too yes it's going to be great nerds are going to take over downtown suck it everybody else there's going to be baseball fans wondering like what are these people dressed up as? Like, it's Gen Con, bitches. Yeah. I think this time they're going to... Actually, let me look. Uh, oh. Hmm. And I don't think we need... Um, well, we always carry our vaccination card, but I don't know if they need to see it this time because last year they did, and you still had to wear a mask, but... I followed like Gen Con's like little, I mean, of course it can change, but as of right now, all the protocols, like I went to the doctor the other day and they're not wearing masks anymore. I still wore mine because people are gross, especially in like hospitals and doctor's offices. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to take the chance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the run is still out there, but it is hard to remember to wear one. Yeah. So. Um, like I've kind of slacked off in the grocery store now. I just try to stay away from people just because like I have all of the vaccinations. Um, but like, you know, it's just here to stay at this point. Like we're not in a, we're still, I guess, I don't know if we're still even in a pandemic anymore. They called off everything. Like there is no, unless, um, people say like about their little, um, storefront that you have to wear a mask you don't have to wear one anywhere anymore so yeah i'm waiting for that next uh, i guess we'll just get it with the flu shot next year the new rona i guess whatever what what even rona strain are we on anymore i don't know i don't know if we've come up with a fully new a full new strain i wouldn't be surprised if we had <gasps> what if it's gone there's <laughs> <laughs> people dying in hospitals right now but yes yeah, okay. oh okay yeah i should joke about that but yeah so I follow up on the updates, so we don't even have to wear a mask anymore. And it was kind of nice because people can't see the look on your face <laughs> in there. But there, I was about to say, you can't smell anybody. But I haven't smelt any stinky nerds in Gen Con. Like, everybody relatively showers, which yes. is great because it could smell really bad in there when you get a whole bunch of sweaty nerds, especially ones that are like, oh, I don't care because girls don't like me. I was like, look, you could meet your future wife there at Gen Con. You don't know. Well, I mean, that would require there to be women at Gen Con. Uh, okay. Usually the women that come to Gen Con either come in a group or they're um, already attached to somebody else or 
they're not looking for anything. They're just there to play board games. But which, I mean, which is true. I mean, I think most people are there to play games. I don't. I don't know how many people show up. I don't to know. That could be. This could be a meetup. I'm pretty sure they have like a little nerd. Oh, oh there meetup. are. There are a lot of meetups and stuff like that. But it's kind of one of those things. Like I think a lot of a lot of people who go there are not looking for a relationship necessarily. They're looking there to play games and stuff like that. But no, they have. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, if you see somebody and you keep running into them, I'm pretty sure like, oh man, she. Oh, they're very attractive or something. It's going to be like a little, I mean, there's a BIPOC mixer. So that you get to meet other like people that are like black, indigenous, people of color, nerds. So I'm sure you get a little connection there. You never know if you're single, you might want to hang out, be friends, play some board games, whatever. I don't know. And also people are from everywhere. So mm-hmm. yes. We finally started Avatar also. Yes. We started the <laughs> We've Avatar been waiting RPG. to start the avatar rpg Mm -hmm. and graham is not actually running it he is a participant so how does that feel graham um it's nice i mean at times because our this is our gm's first real campaign she's running i want to like like an overprotective parent i want to jump in there and be like oh this i can fix it i can fix it but i'm working very hard not to do it i'm trying to provide her some advice after the sessions because we had fun it was it was a good session it was it was a mess um, we didn't get a whole lot accomplished. Uh, also, it's a mess just for the simple fact that we are playing in the library and they close our rooms that we rent close at 730. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a mess because we don't have a lot of time. It's also it's also a mess because a new system. to all, I mean, Felicia and I technically played it once before, but that was a year ago. So, I mean, anytime you play the new system, it's always a bit of a mess. So um, I do want to. Tell her some stuff afterwards, but I also know that you don't, when you do something difficult, you don't want someone to sit down and, and spend an hour going through everything you did wrong and how you could have done better or everything. Like it's not, cause I wouldn't want to say everything she did wrong. She didn't really do anything wrong, wrong, but how you could, could have done something better. So I'm trying to limit how much I say, well, maybe you could try this or maybe you could try that. Trying to do that. She did come in. She had a whole bunch of stuff uh, pre-written for our characters, which was nice to get us into the world. And that was... I wound up with the longest one. I was kind of like, why is that? I'm like, well, it's I gave her the most to work with to integrate my... You know, a lot of people were like, I want my character to be mysterious. And so for as, as GM, you're like, well, um, thank you for telling me you're a mystery. Uh, here's the mystery back to you. Sorry, I'm trying to reserve our room, and I'm just scrolling, and there's Dungeons and Dragons at the library. Yeah, there is. I didn't know that. Huh. For teens, tweens, adults, well, not tweens, adults, teens, and seniors. Yeah. Um, we just had to do it because we've been... Um... A teen anime club, sorry. Uh, let's definitely not go to that. I'm trying to reserve this room, and I'm getting distracted. Go on, Graham. Because he was actually like... I have my backstory, so I play, I guess, let me tell my little back, well, not my backstory, but I play, I think I, I moved myself up, because I thought everybody was supposed to play, like, a teenagers. I thought that's what that, like, like, a tween, like, 16 was, like, the oldest, so I bumped myself up to, like, 13, I think, now, because I was 11, and I was like, well, everybody's older, so I still want to be the young one, so I'll be, like, 13, I think, but I'm a dual bender of earth and fire, but earth is my main one my father is a fire general but he got ousted because he married my mom who is a um earth bender woman so we live in bossing say and i have to hide my 
firebending powers because he got ousted and we try not to be found. So, yeah, that's kind of the general gist of my backstory. And my guy actually has a big secret, but unlike a lot of players, I told the GM what the big secret is because one thing you'll see with a lot of players, when they have a secret, they want it to be a secret from everyone. The problem is if the GM's not in on the secret, they can't integrate it into the story. So that's kind of a big... um, so that, that's just a, I know I appreciate one obviously I appreciate why I have a secret in the character I have a character in the secret but if you want it to pay off you need to let the GM know and a lot of times you don't want to let the other players know because the players will accidentally rely on the information rather than you know yeah so it's been fun I like it it's definitely very different than your normal D&D game because it's much more player driven than most D&D campaigns are and we are totally over D&D. This Tuesday, we're supposed to be playing Shadowrun, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I haven't played Shadowrun, I feel like, at least two months. I think the last time I played was back in April, <laughs> before, like, tracks started taking over. So, hopefully, <laughs> I can we can actually play Shadowrun. <laughs> I, am, I miss it. That is, like, one of my favorite games, because I am, like I said, over D&D. Like, no more D&D for a long time for me. That's what got me in. I enjoyed it. But now once I found out there was other stuff that was cooler, I was like, okay, I'll move on to that. So a lot of the Graham actually started the um, L5R campaign and they were all kind of nervous because they've never tried it or anything. But I think you said, like, tell us how it went. The L5R. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I've run two successful L5R campaigns and one that ended because I anyways, um, it's a samurai drama-based game. They're actually on the 5th edition, which uses its own dice and everything. And with just all the stuff that's been going on, I haven't wanted to learn a new system, which is bad on me. But I went back to the 4th edition. Um, I'm borrowing a bit of the campaign I had out in Hawaii. That I don't know, maybe I'll man up and turn it into a an adventure path or whatever they call them, or a camp, or, you know, a setting. And... I appreciate the players because, like I was talking about, we had trouble trouble getting started because I, as a GM, like, okay, I didn't explain that stuff to you then because I wanted to get started. Now it's relevant, uh, da, da, da. and it's also very different because you are assumed to be playing people of the samurai cast. So there's a lot more rules and regulations on people than there are in most RPGs. Even more so than like Pendragon, which is about being European knights, but you know, Elfire, it's, it's if you go all in, you can do a very stratified campaign, where it, which could be very effective, but also can be very confusing when it's stuff like, so wait a minute, I don't pour my own alcohol? And, and, like, and then you could, and you can really go deep with that, like in the real world, because, you know, you can play it like where you're constantly topping somebody up to get them drunk, or you're interfering with other people trying to serve somebody alcohol to kind of keep them sober and all this other stuff. But that requires you to know that particular rule. Or the whole complicated rules with gifting and everything else. We had fun. They started out, uh, immediately I had something suspicious happen. And then when they got to their due base of operation, uh, I set it up and they did a really good job on picking up how everything was off. I didn't have to say a whole lot about why things were off. They caught up on like, for instance, right up to the walls of the fort, there's farm fields. The fort does not is not made of the appropriate materials. 
the there are samurai walking around looking like they're directing labor. So all this stuff that very weird, very awkward. Um, so I got that all set up, and I'm looking forward to this this Wednesday. We're going to start really going out and doing some stuff. And this the Shadowrun is where we're going to set up the big twist of the campaign, Felicia. The big twist of the campaign. Oh, I don't know what it is. No, you don't. That's because I'm hiding it from you. This is the reason we've been in um, in Detroit rather than Seattle. Like these next two sessions are 100 percent of the reason why I said I'm in Detroit rather than Seattle because the thing with Detroit and Shadowrun is it's dominated by one mega corporation, Ares. So everything comes down to what Ares wants and and what people want to interfere with Ares. It doesn't have the variety that Seattle does. Detroit literally has a wall around it. So that makes a lot of smuggling and stuff like that's more complicated. It's, a, again, a much more restricted thing, and I don't like it quite as much, but there's a big reason for it. Have any guesses, Felicia? No, but we are back on our movie tip, and we watched Airplane. And we have to watch the sequel, but Graham doesn't. Uh, no, we're not going to watch the sequel. Anyway, let's not talk about the sequel. Uh, this is the 1980s. The 1980 movie, um, written and directed by Jim Abrahams, David Zucker, and Jerry Zucker, uh, starring Robert Hayes, Julie Haggerty, and Leslie Nielsen. Uh, the only one of which who I think really had a breakout was Leslie Nielsen. Um, oh, it's a great movie. Uh, it's definitely like a lot of comedies. It's starting some of its jokes you can tell were funnier in 1980. Like there's this whole thing with. Uh, Jim doesn't get extra coffee at home, which was a parody of a very major um, commercial during the 70s. But now it's just kind of like a weird line. Um, yeah, some of those were a little dated, but it still worked. Yeah, another one, like, and this is, this, they did a great thing with the people that used to hang out at airports and just harass you with various religious, religious or cultural things like sign up for this thing, sign up for this thing, you know, where people are weaving through them at one point, it's a whole fight scene of a guy assaulting them and doing backflips and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to go over the plot just because it's really short. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Then we all talk about like all our stuff that we liked about it. All right, so ex-fighter pilot Ted Stryker is traumatized war veteran turned taxi driver because of his pathological fear of flying. The subsequent... What? Subsequent? Yeah, subsequent, sorry. Subsequent drinking problem, he splashes beverages everywhere but into his mouth. Yeah, that's like a little running gag. Uh, Ted has been unable to hold respons responsible job. His, war his wartime girlfriend, Elaine Dickinson, now a flight attendant, breaks off her relationship with him boarding a rostered flight from Los Angeles to Chicago. Ted abandons his taxi and buys a ticket on the same flight to try and win her back. Once on board, however, Lane continues to reject him, causing Ted to actually accidentally drive several other passengers to suicide as he sadly reminisces. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that he was a taxi driver and <laughs> I was like in the beginning he's like, uh just hold on a second and he turns the fare on. He's like, I'll be right back. And that guy is literally in the cab for the whole movie. They cut back to him in the middle and I was like, I totally forgot. That was great. That was a great guy. And that and that was one of the things that really does that why this movie is still so hilarious is their timing is amazing because 
out of nowhere, they'll be doing some hilarious thing, and they'll just cut back to the guy sitting in the taxi cab like, what? What's going on? But they also, they don't do it too much. Like, you know, that is... I literally think they did it once, and I forgot about That was, like, perfect. That's Mm -hmm. that's how you gotta do comedy. Like, you can't keep cutting back, like, hello? He's just literally sitting there, and and then they show the fair still running up. It's great. So, (laughs) the people that continue, like, he's sitting next to an old lady, and they're, like, talking, and he, like, basically just mansplains her like not mansplain but like totally derails her conversation it starts like going they have like a flashback it's like this whole scene of where he's in a bar and then these two like girl scouts start fighting <laughs> and that breaks out into a whole fight and then there's like a dance sequence <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous <laughs> i think somebody flies in the air at some point like a rag doll oh i forgot in the beginning a plane's coming through <laughs> And you've said it's from some movie and it smashes into like the seating area and mm-hmm. like it's like this big stunt scene and this lady throws this fake ass baby in the air. I around that shit like three times. He did. It was hilarious. And what's I love oh sorry, but I love seeing like dummies just fly in the air because they're just like their arms are so wiggly. It's hilarious. And what I what what made you funnier because I used IMDb for some of this stuff is that somebody put that in like did you know it's like you mean one of the most obvious gags in the movie is a woman chucking a baby like did you know a woman chucked a baby during the opening gag of the movie that's the first thing I noticed <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah so I think she like hangs herself <laughs> on the plane like th- they are literally in the air on the plane and she does this. Uh, and I think she has like a little line where she's like, her breasts are so great. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this, if you can't tell, we really enjoyed this movie. It was awesome. Also, I'm not going to give spoilers for a movie that is literally 40 years old. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, like I had seen it. I've seen like gags from this, but it didn't spoil the whole movie. For yeah, me, you've so. seen plenty of gags, excerpt, whatever, taken out. Of- oh, yeah, definitely seen that. So. Okay, after uh, in-flight Mila served the entire flight crew, several passengers fall ill. Passenger Dr. Rumrak <laughs> discovers that the fish served the, uh, fish served during the meal service uh, caused food poisoning with the flight crew incapacitated and Lane contacts the Chicago Control Tower for help. Uh, so Chicago Control Tower for help and is instructed to instructed by the tower supervisor Stacy McCorskey mccorsky to activate the ains the plane's autopilot a large inflatable dummy dubbed auto which will get them to chicago but will not be able to land the plane elaine and ramrock convince ted to take the controls when steve learns ted is piloting he he contacts ted former commanding commanding officer rex kramer now serving in the as a commercial pilot to help talk Ted through the landing procedure, Ted becomes uneasy when Kramer starts giving orders and briefly breaks down aimed more wartime flashbacks. Elaine and Rambach both bolster Ted's confidence and manage once again to take the controls. Okay. So <laughs> there was, I think uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in this and mm-hmm. he's playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing a pilot. Yes. <laughs> That's basically his character. Because there's a scene, he's like, there's a little kid's like, when do I get to see the cockpit, the pilots? And they take him up there. And he's like, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He goes, 
No, I'm not. Yeah, his his character name is Roger Murdoch, which is a part of the guy you've seen where it's like Roger, Roger, huh? Where what's my Victor, Victor, huh? That yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that I've seen that. And he goes, "Well, I think you're great, but my dad says you hog the ball." He goes, "Listen, kid, I need how hard it is." That shit was funny. Oh, uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah. Actually, I was. Uh, he was in a. He was in Glass Onion. Who? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, no, because I was looking to see, like, what other stuff... I mean, he's only ever played himself, looks like it. But, wow, he's been in a lot of stuff as a <laughs> as a basketball... Well, I mean, a lot of stuff since he retired, obviously. It's a little bit easier to... The uh, fish to save Pittsburgh. But, but, anyways, but yes. Oh, uh, at a court in at one point, he was on a flight, and the flight crew invited him up to the flight deck... Because they wanted to have Roger up there, not because they wanted Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But yes, the whole flight crew gets sick, and the freaking, uh, but that's when the lady is like, he never has extras or something at home. Like, that's that running gag with that couple and that family. <laughs> and they're, like, dragging uh, the pilot because uh, it was a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's character. He literally has his goggles on because he passes out and the, the plane starts to go down. He's been in a uniform this whole time, by the way. He's just dressed as a, as a, as a pilot. pilot. And then he falls, slumps over uh, because there's three pilots up there. The uh, no, what's, There's two pilots. There's oh. the pilot, the co-pilot, and the flight engineer. Flight engineer is a role that has largely ceased to exist. That's what my dad started as. Oh, okay. Well, he knows how to fly the plane, doesn't he? Uh, yes, but he's not a pilot. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is playing the co-pilot. Uh, okay, the so, the well, the side. flight engineer, he passes out because of the fish. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they're like, okay, get him out there. And he, like, he's slumped over. And then he comes back up. He has his goggles, and he has his shorts on when they pull him out. <laughs> and they just dragging him through the back. And they go, everything is fine. Nothing to worry about here. Like, we're not going to go through every gag. We're going to try to go through, like, the ones that I, at least we... I and you remember because there's so many gags in this movie, but they're just dragging the bodies. I don't know where they even put them. I don't know either. And then, oh, I forgot. There's like a sick girl on the plane and they go like, we got to call the Mayo Clinic and it's just Manning. <laughs> and there's like a little sick girl on the plane and I guess they're trying to calm her down and like, I guess, was it the flight attendant? The flight scene? attendant goes to a, n- a nun, which I think is a reference to another character and asks... This nun who has a guitar, instead of asking the nun to play the guitar, asks to play the guitar and, the, and knocks the IV drip out of the girl's arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it starts out and they're all like, oh, and then she like moves the guitar handle and it like, or the neck, and then it like, the IV, and she's just in there, she's like, ah. <laughs> she's doing like the little fish face and she's like trying to get the attention. And she finally gets it back in, and then she knocks it out again, and then the mom puts it back in. But, <laughs> freaking, the main pilot finally goes down, because they're like, well, first you'll get chills and diarrhea, and they're explaining, and he's like going through everything, and like, you'll pass out, and he like passes out, and he's like, Brrr. and then they have to put the autopilot back on, and I love the autopilot gag. Oh, the, and the, just before Felicia explains it, again, you probably see it. The first time I saw this, I was like 10. So go ahead. So they inflate him, and he's just like, they move his little arms. And I guess something happens to him. Like he's like deflating or something. And he's like, <laughs> it's really funny. 
because <laughs> he's just like shaking violently and as soon as i saw that i was like oh that pump's gonna be right where his like penis would be and she comes in and like you have to inflate it you have to it's right near his belt buckle i was like yep i called that one <laughs> and she's like down there like reinflating the autopilot and her boyfriend i guess comes in and he looks and he sees her down there and the i think the little auto his head turns <laughs> it was great and he's like yeah and then it cuts to him like walking out and it cuts back to them and they're both smoking cigarettes <laughs> it was and they're like literally just chilling they're like in his little mouth and, and like his face changes so like they had to have different little autos because mm-hmm. yeah there's one where there's like a little gag where his eyelid moves and where his head turns and then like different faces for <laughs> that shit was hilarious they're both just like chilling they're like <laughs> oh my gosh but let me go ahead and finish this up so as a plane near Chicago, the weather worsens, complicating the landing. When Elaine's help as co-pilot and Rex guidance from the tower, Ted is able to land the plane safely despite the landing gear sharp shearing off. The passengers suffer only minor injuries. <laughs> I just slide down is blatantly <laughs> obvious it's a model with sparklers underneath it. Rescue vehicles arrive, uh, help unload the plane. Impressed by Ted's display and courage, Elaine embraces and kisses him, rekindling their relationship. The two watch as Otto takes control of the plane and inflates an inflatable uh, female companion and takes off. (laughs) Apparently the Air Israel gag, they had more of them, and then just decided to just leave it with just Air Israel. Um, like, oh yeah, <laughs> when they're landing because they're waiting on the plane. You know, when you wait on the plane to get there, and it's like sparking as it's like passing gates. They do like another little gag where it's like people waiting, like now at gate such and such, and they're all like running to the gates, and then you just see them sprinting <laughs> to each gate, and they're like, nope, now to this one, now to this one. <laughs> I've got notes of things where you said I hate it. Um, Oh, there's the what is going on when there's the rear projection of the captain coming in to guide them how to fly. <laughs> just to... Oh my god, there was just so much stuff. There was like another gag with the flight stroll. He's like, "This is a bad day to stop taking opium." And like huffing glue. <laughs> I'm like, "Damn!" He's like, "It's a bad day to stop drinking." Was, yes, smoking, drinking amphetamines, huffing glue. <laughs> like Jesus. And there is like this coded get character, like he's flamboyant, and he is just way over the top. It's just ridiculous. It's so bad. The lights go out because he's unplugged them, and they cut. Oh, that was great! Giggling, and he plugs it back in. And they're like trying to land the plane, and freaking the uh, he just you don't see him unplug it, but he's like, "What the hell?" And he goes, "Just kidding," and he plugs it back. I was like, "Oh my god, this movie!" There's just we can't I turn, highly recommend this you movie. Can't you can't turn on the spotlights because that's exactly what they'll be expecting us to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I found out, and this is one of the things that I had to look up, took a little bit while. One of the things that makes this movie so funny is this plot is virtually identical to a real movie named Zero Hour that apparently nobody saw and nobody cared about. It was playing on late night TV and the, the, the writer-director saw. But yes, there is a real movie where some of these humorous lines are presented deadpan, including the one where she's like, what is it like? Well, we need someone who can land the plane, but ate food, but didn't eat the fish. Like, like, uh, 
I haven't seen Zero Hour. I don't think I think people probably only see Zero Hour because of this movie. But yeah. Oh, my favorite. One of my favorite besides like the baby. Oh, okay, I had so many favorites. As you can't tell, as you can tell, we really enjoy this movie. But <laughs> there was a scene where the doctor comes, like Leslie Nielsen's character is just talking, mm-hmm. and she's like, I, "I don't even have a husband" or something like that. The flight attendant, <laughs> yeah, when he tries to, attendant. yeah, the flight attendant tries to like, you know, he's trying to talk to her, and then a lady comes back and she says, "We're all gonna die" or something along those lines. She's like, "But at least I have a husband." <laughs> Because the flight attendant was like, I don't even have a husband. And she, the lady comes, I think it's the lady. It's like, Bill doesn't take coffee yeah. at home. <laughs> like that lady. She's like, but at least I have a husband. <laughs> I was like, damn. That was so cold. You also, for- so you also forgot their in-flight movie featured an airplane crash. <laughs> oh yeah, it was an airplane crash. <laughs> I was like, damn. And also, I, this is a PG movie, I think. Yes, but I'm pretty there sure. There is just blatant one scene or two scenes in there there was a scene in there with it just close up on a women's boobs and they're just shaking and that's topless no there was the first it was just just shaking boobs i think when they're going through turbulence and then there was just a woman just boobs that's it and they were just running around because this is when their cabin everybody was just like ah like bouncing around i was like this is a pg movie how'd they get this uh pg 13 came in in 84 i think or maybe 85 so yeah because because before that it was just there's nudity in pg-13 i think it's rated r only well because um violence and gore like indiana jones temple of doom that's pg uh gremlins is pg so they realized they needed an intermediary step Uh, they were more hardcore back then So, so that's this definitely. If PG thirteen had existed, this might be like PG thirteen, if not R, yeah, because no, just no. because of the nudity. Because I don't think there is nudity in PG thirteen. In PG thirteen, you can drop an f bomb once. Well, that's supposedly a rule because we don't know who actually sets the ratings. That's the whole thing with the rating system. But yeah, so go see this movie. You have it. It's on Max. It's it was great. We're gonna watch the second one because I'm gonna. A matter of fact, as soon as we're done with this podcast, we're gonna watch the second one. We have to, we have to, Graham. Come on, this is what the people want. It is not what people want. If the people want it, they can come in here and they can come in our house. No, come in our email at damnyourtallpod at gmail dot com and tell us that we need to watch it. If Anyone does that, and it's not you. You can't. You can't email us and do it. Why not? I will watch it. Okay, you heard that. One person has to say that we watch it. Whitney, send an email saying we need to watch Airplane Two, so we can talk about it on the podcast. Thank you. All right. So yes, this movie great. I think it still holds up. A lot of the gags are great. Like, this was made before I was even bored, thought of. Great movie. Awesome. I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> I'm glad I watched it. And now it's probably going to be ruined. Well, this movie won't be ruined, but Airplane 2, because you said this has nothing, none of the main people are in it, you said, right? Um, At least not the writer-director. Uh, it's one of the, it's one of those classic movies of they didn't rock down the writer-director team. Um, Writers-director's team. Oh. I don't. I don't know how much of the sta- uh, even the cast makes it over. 
checking real quick here. Uh, no, they okay. They still have strike. They still have Robert Hayes, Julie Haggerty, Lloyd Bridges. They get Raymond Burr somehow. So they still have some of the original cast. Shatner's in it. Sonny Bono is in it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. So definitely check out Airplane, and please send us an email saying you want to check out Airplane too, because I really want to see it. But now, hold on. But now we have a great conclusion for the episode, and the episode is done. It's time for Graham. Are you ready for this week's word? That's too damn bad. You ready? <sighs> yeah, I don't give you an option anymore. All right, this one is an acronym. You ready? G R W M. G R W M. Grand rebellious white men. No. Great review with meat. No. With what? No. All of that is wrong. Um. Galactic retrograde wise Mulan. You're not going to get this, are you? You're just going to keep saying things. Stop. Okay. I'll tell you. You ready? G-R-W-M. G-R-W-M means get ready with me. Usually found in social media accounts, a G-R-W-M video is a vlog where film everything that you do in your morning, night, E-C-T routine. Uh, It's also a way to show your products that you sometimes give a review of a brand of multiple products. Person one. Why is she filming herself and putting on perfume? Person two. Oh, it's her GRWM account. Oh, well, okay. So you were all the way wrong. <laughs> yes, that's extremely wrong. Now, that is the end of the podcast. If you want us to watch and review, give our review of Airplane 2, please send us an email, DM on any other accounts, but you can send us an email at damnyourtallpod at gmail.com you can send us a dm or just tweet us um on our instagram and our twitter at dyt pod and you can also send me instagram twitter dm whatever fifi underscore j247 send it to graham at graham mildrum on instagram and twitter but yeah i, I really want to watch it i won't watch it today i'll wait until we actually get something yeah don't cheat I'm not going to cheat. And it doesn't have to be the email. You can send it to the, you can send your request to the Instagram or whatever. I was just saying. I literally just said that. I know. I've just restated it. Okay. Hope everyone enjoyed our review. Go watch Airplane if you have it because it's hilarious. And if you haven't, watch it again. Yes. Have it. Watch it again. Just for the simple fact that there's a lady throwing a baby in the first scene. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hope you guys enjoy the pod. Bye. Bye.